Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In book one of On the End, Cicero has Torquatus, the Epicurean, present the position of the Epicureans on the virtues. And one of those that he engages with is courage. So courage, like the other virtues from an Epicurean standpoint, is not going to be something valuable for its own sake. It's going to be instrumentally valuable precisely because it leads us to a life or it functions as a means to a life in which we enjoy as much pleasure as possible and suffer as little pain as possible. And courage is a little bit different than the other virtues. If you think about about temperance or wisdom and justice, which tend to have a sort of balance in terms of pleasures and pains. In the presentation here, there's not a lot of discussion of pleasures. There's a lot more about avoiding pains. So one reason why we need courage is so that by dealing with things that are painful in the right way, we don't wind up incurring and suffering from even worse pains. There's a sort of trade-off there. You could put it in terms of you take your medicine so you don't feel worse afterwards. Or a prime example of this would be exercise. When you get to the point of the exercise where it's really hurting and you don't really want to do it and you're tempted to give up, courage or fortitude is what would allow you to get through that and push through despite feeling some pain, From which from an epicure perspective you might say, well, why would you ever want to, you know, make yourself feel pain precisely so that you feel better afterwards so that you don't get sick? which is a pain or a trouble, right? So you don't end up with a body that's flabby and unable to do the things that you want it to do and that later on degenerates so that you can put off your inevitable death. We could go on and on and on with examples for this. So courage is valuable primarily in terms of helping us to deal with things that are troublesome or painful. And Torquatus here highlights something that's really central to Epicurean philosophy. Courage is going to make us able to deal with fears. Courage bears upon fear. And what are the things that people are typically going to be afraid of? Well, one big thing is death. And as he says... The fear of death plays havoc with the calm, the peacefulness in the Latin, and even the tenor of life, the status vitae, right? The word there is perturbator, meaning it disturbs, it deranges, it sets things out, it continually bothers us. And so if we don't have courage and we're constantly worried about death, whether it's, you know, something immediate, like, you know, we're thinking about, uh, oh, if I get in my car, I could actually get in an accident and get killed, even though the odds of that are fairly low. And I do have a lot of control over how I drive my own car. We're not going to have a happy life. So we need courage in order to deal with these fears of death. 
death is inevitable. It's going to happen sooner or later, but we don't have to be thinking about it in ways that are motivated by fear long before it actually happens, because that's going to make life less enjoyable. Also, uh, all sorts of pains of mind and body. So, you know, we can have worries about physical pain. Oh man, what if my liver goes? What if I get old? I'm already middle-aged myself, so I can tell you there's all sorts of muscle and joint aches that start to appear. And, and, you know, some of them you can figure out why and some of them you can't. And they can become a daily occurrence. Many people live with chronic pain of quite high intensity. And the Epicureans actually had quite a few meditations on physical pain. Some of them are encapsulated here. One can remind oneself, for example, by recollecting that pains of great severity are ended by death. If you're in really horrible pain, there will be an end to it. Slight pains have frequent intervals of respite. A great example of that is the mild arthritis, right? Some days you feel it, some days you don't. If you're feeling it a lot, well, that's unfortunate, but you will have some ways to deal with it. And those of medium intensity lie within our own control. It says nos essa dominos. We are masters of them to some degree. We can bear them if they are endurable or if they're not, we may serenely quit life's theater when the play has ceased to please us. Some of the ancients counseled suicide as a way of dealing with things that we decide are unbearable. But for the most part, we're going to be able to find them bearable. It's possible. And courage as a virtue helps us do that. Coming back to the death example, another thing that the Epicureans often said, the dead are only as they were before they were born. We don't have to worry, according to the Epicureans, about some terrible afterlife where we're going to be punished by some deities. And we don't even have to be all that concerned about what's going to happen, say, to our bodies. You know, are they going to be eaten by crows? Doesn't matter. There's no you anymore. So courage is partly cognitive. It's partly keeping things in mind, but it's also a virtue that's a habit. It's something that is affective, helps us deal with fear, and has to do with actions that we do over and over again. Another thing that comes up in here is that there are some associated states or dispositions. The Loeb translation is a little misleading in reading in that there are these other virtues, which is not actually in the text here, but these are definitely good states that are associated for the Epicureans and for some other virtues ethicists with courage. So we want to highlight these. Endurance is a translation here of patientia. Patientia comes from the word meaning to suffer and being able to endure or being able to take on that suffering without allowing it to really get you down and to put you out, as we could say. Industry is a decent way of translating assiduitas. Diligence would be another good way of translating it, taking something and sticking to it. You're going to notice that the cognitive industry is the, the Latin that's translated by another term. When we say that somebody assiduously works at something, we mean that they continually do it. And that's part of courage as well. Courage is what you exercise when things start to get tough. So you may, in fact, need courage in this sense, not to just, you know, stand up to foes on the battlefield or a mugger, but to apply gentle pressure continuously in terms of something that your boss is doing or something that your neighbor is doing where you want it to change. 
Watchfulness, vigiliae, the plural there, right? Watchfulness, you might say instances of being watchful, of keeping vigil. This is also quite important. And then finally, what's translated here is perseverance, industria, right? Sticking to something, continually working at things. The Epicurean life, a lot of people picture it as if it's just like laying around, having grapes fed to you, lying on a couch or something like that. But at least the way that the Roman Epicureans are understanding it, it does involve courage and not just courage, again, in the sense of like dealing with immediate fears, but dealing with things that are difficult over and over again until we develop a disposition where they become no longer quite so difficult for us. Again, I want to remind you that the point of all of this exposition and argument is to make the case that courage is not actually a good thing in its own right, although we certainly may praise it, but it's something instead that we need instrumentally. It's something we need as a tool so that we don't have a bad life. Ironically, we have to take on some pain and suffering and do so willingly in order to not incur more down the line. So courage is also tied in with prudence or wisdom for the Epicureans. And that's the Epicurean position. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.